powerful tools to do to do different things you know you need a website you need a Wix. you need funnels you go click funnels. you need courses you use teachable you need uh text you use a different one membership you just have all these different tools they try to use zapier to kind of tie them all together and make it work you know uh, but then the problem is that new entrepreneurs especially they get overwhelmed and you know and they don't have the team they don't have the resources to pay for these 10 different tools to run their business and then many times they just drop and that's why one of the reasons they say you know most uh, new startup businesses fail because one of the reasons that the tech start is just clumsy and it's terrible and it's frustrating for them. Welcome to the Building to Scale podcast, where we bring real entrepreneur stories that showcase the challenges and successes in building and scaling an entrepreneurial business. Our host, Jeff Chastain, is a business transformation coach with Admentis, where he coaches business leaders and their teams with a proven set of principles and tools helping them gain clarity in and get more of what they want from their business. Make sure to stick around until the end of the show, and we will reveal how you can become our next guest. Hey, everybody. Jeff Chastain here with the Building to Scale podcast, where I just get the the opportunity really, as always, to speak with really very different guests, very different entrepreneurial kind of business leaders, hearing their their stories and their challenges. And as we've kind of heard over all the episodes there's a lot of times consistent themes that come out, but every single person's story has been unique from their own angle and how they got there. So always love just diving in and, and getting a new story. So we'll we'll come up, see what we come up with today. Uh, today's guest with me here is Uwe Abraham out with, uh, it's Vonza, V-O-N-Z-A, and out of the Georgia area, Atlanta, Georgia, I believe is what you said there, Uwe? Yeah, yeah, we're in Atlanta, Georgia. So welcome to the show and thank you for taking a few minutes out of your, I guess we're recording this on a Monday morning here. So getting the week started off right. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. You know, I've heard such great things about you. I also get to watch some of your videos too. And you are the real deal. And I just really appreciate you for the opportunity to come on this wonderful podcast. I think it's going to be one of the top 10, you know, podcasts soon. So I'm just so honored to be a part of the kind of the grand team, you know, so it's a great joy to be here today. Well, thank you very much. It's, it's always, like I said, always fun to talk to new people. It's every time. And, and that's really why I do this more than anything is just to hear the stories. I enjoy hearing stories and sharing stories because it's, I've always looked at it and said, well, it doesn't matter. You're never going to be an expert in business, but it doesn't matter. There's always somebody a couple of steps behind you that can always learn from it. So that's why I'd, I love telling stories and love hearing stories. So Tell us a little bit more about uh, Vonza and what you got going on there. Yeah, thank you so much. So Vonza is really an all-in-one platform that helps entrepreneurs to run their business in a simple way. You know, the old way of running the business online, like in the 90s and early 2000s, <laughs> is to have Don't multiple they. tools to do to do different things, you know. You need a website, you need a Wix, you need funnels, you go click funnels, you need courses, you use Teachable, you need uh text you use a different one membership you just have all these different tools they try to use zapier to kind of tie them all together and make it work you know uh, but then the problem is that new entrepreneurs especially they get overwhelmed and you know and they don't have the team they don't have the resources to pay for these 10 different tools to run their business and then many times they just drop and that's why one of the reasons they say you know most uh, new startup businesses fail because one of the reasons that the tech startup 
that is just clumsy and it's terrible and it's frustrating for them. So that was a problem I had too. I just kind of got overwhelmed with having developers and teams and different things to run my businesses online. And one day I was like, why is that not a really good one all in one platform that can do all the things I need for my coaching business, right? To help me run my business online. And I saw that there were some few here and there, but that, that called themselves an all in one platform, but don't really have all the tools I needed. So I decided to build a solution, which is vonza.com, to be this all in one solution that offers 12 plus tools for entrepreneurs to run their business online. So thereby keeping your business simple, you know, and also cheaper because it's cheaper to uh, pay for one tool than to pay for 10 tools, right? Yeah. And also to, to uh, kind of eliminate a lot of tech and broken integrations that do happen when plugins don't talk to each other very well. Then you need a team, I need developers, I need, you know, programmers and stuff like that. So that's how Vonza came about. So we started working on Vonza around 2018. Uh, anybody that know, I'm not a technical founder, so I'm not, I can't really code well. So that means I have to depend on a team. So went through several teams, uh, got scammed, you know, by a team, paid a lot of money and they, produce a very whack job and disappeared. And it was crazy. I kind of got discouraged, but I knew that I was not only creating something for people, but something that I need myself in my own business. So I persevered and then I can keep going through teams until we now found the right dream team. So we they were in beta for quite some time and we officially went live on February 14th of 2020. So we're just really about 13 months in officially out of beta into Vonza. And it's just been a lot of fun since then. Yeah, you're, you're talking my language there from a, a simplicity standpoint, because that's what kills so many businesses. And a lot of times you don't look at it or you don't realize that you're talking the technology tools. I've been there myself kind of a thing. It's like, well, OK, we need an email mailing list. That's just, it's just one more program. Well, OK, yeah. now we need to do social media. It's, it's just one more program. And like yeah. you said, before you know it, it creeps up on you. It's like, okay, now I've got 30 different platforms here. I actually just saw an email alert come in for me on, on Zapier failed on some process. Like, okay, mm -hmm. somebody else need to go look at it. But still, that's the that's the thing is just there's so much stuff going on. And it's like you said, as business leaders, we don't have one, the expertise necessarily in that, but two, we shouldn't be spending our time down in the weeds on that right there. And that's, that's really where I see a lot of companies, a lot of business owners kind of struggle to make that that scaling, that growth because there's yeah. so much complexity going on. It's like, OK, they're constantly fighting fires. They're constantly trying to wrap their arms around this, put a little bit more duct tape around the, the system and, and keep all 30 of these tools together. So I, I get you for sure there. So what's obviously and even from a software perspective, I've been tech background before, but the, the concept of beta, it's like, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily even call it that long because it's 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 great being in beta that far and then you get yeah. a lot of a lot of kind of sense of, of where your customer is where you need to move so I, I think that's actually really good that you spent that long there but even in the last uh you said so really almost about a year you said for uh february or so of 2020 so a little over a year with it now in public what's what's been the what's been the changes that you've seen either both in your beta as well as the public now as as all the decisions up front proven out or have you had to make some pivots and some changes there yeah, a lot, a lot of changes. Are we still changing? You know, 
And uh, many, many of the competitors in our space, they all have like big VCs backing them. So we, we are bootstrapped, you know, so we self-funded. So the different routes we have to take compared to these guys that have like these billions of dollars, really millions of dollars in their bank account given to them to run their business. So uh, we're about to change a little bit. I think one of the most difficult part has been in a part of the messaging. Because when we started working on Vonza in 2018, a lot of the pros, they told us that it's not going to work because people are not going to believe that you can really do all these things you say you're going to do. That it's better to just focus on one tool and just make it so good instead of trying to offer like 12 different tools in one. Um, but I thought that something was wrong with that thinking because that was at like 2018 or so. I'm like, I mean, we have, we have self-driving cars now in, in 2018, right? We have, you know, technology has so evolved. You know, now you have an iPhone. You remember in the old days where, whereby your phone can only call and text people? You know, if you're traveling, you got to go get, you know, you got to get your CDs, bunch of CDs. You know, you got to go get your GPS, plug it into your car. You know, these different things you have to do if you need a heart monitor or, uh, what do you call it? High blood pressure thing. You got to have all these different things. But the iPhone does everything. You know, you, it has your phone, your GPS, it's even a heart monitor, and all of these things, right? And I'm sure people told Steve Jobs that it could not be done. So I'm like, it can be done because technology is so advanced now that really you can really do multiple things. Look at Amazon too. They don't just sell, you know, have a marketplace. They have several businesses they run. So, so we proved them wrong, but we still had to kind of struggle with the messaging a little bit because I kept going back and forth with the professionals, giving all these different opinions and stuff. So recently I'm like, stop. I'm just going to go with my heart and go with the original reason why we founded Bonza, which is to make online business simple, to give entrepreneurs that that need that solution and all in one field now some people have a team like you i'm sure you have a team you have resources you can hire 10 developers they can connect your plugins your zapier all of all this stuff right but most people just starting now they don't have that privilege you know and then they get overwhelmed they get burnt out because they cannot keep up with this different technology stack but bonza makes it so simple that one dashboard, you have all your entire tools, all your entire business in one place, you know. So we've had to kind of go through some of that and have to kind of grow personally too. So we went out of beta February 14th of 2020, 13 months in. I mean, we've broken the 10, 10K, 10,000 10, MRR, which is like the magic number. Uh, with, with SaaS, which is our company style or company uh, model, you know, uh, to put that in perspective, I don't know if you've heard of ConvertKit, which is an email provided service. It, it took them 18 months, now they do millions of dollars. It took them 18 months to get to 10, 10K MRR. Calendly, which is another popular, uh, I was just in this, I, was, I just had a talk with him like two weeks ago, and he told him, like, wow, you guys are doing so well because it took them 18 months too to get to 10,000 a month in revenue, but we did that in less than 30 months. So uh, we we'll have about a thousand uh, members or customers right now. And then just looking forward to just growing and just serving our customers better. Now it, it makes sense. And it's 
There, there is a there's a balance there for sure. Because on one hand, yeah, you need the outside expertise because honestly, you hadn't been down the path. But at the same time, if you get so much outside expertise that you're, it's the old adage or whatever. You put five people in a room, you're going to get six opinions, kind of a thing. There, you got to be careful of too yeah. much there because you will be all over the place at that yeah. point. Because like you said, there's so much information, so much resources. Almost feel like it's a detriment these days that. 10 years ago, you couldn't find the information or even 15 kind of a thing. We didn't have all these resources. Yeah. Now we've almost swung the pendulum the other way. There's so much resources, so much stuff out there. And it even goes to the what you're looking at right there. It's like, if I'm going to go look for a, an email provider I, I, or a, a, a mailing list provider, I was going to say there's three dozen out there easily kind of a thing. They're big names is, okay, why am I, how do I pick this? Again, this is not my area. Yeah. Whereas doing a, a simplified, hey, this is the entire stack. This is the entire solution. <laughs> Buy into it. Simplicity yeah. is the key because, and, and it's, to me, it doesn't even matter the size of the company that even if you're a 25, 30, 40, 50 kind of person company, yeah, yeah you may have a little bit more financial resources, but still is putting all that into wrangling 10 different providers and tying them together. Is that really the best use of your, your resources right there? Because we're still, we're still limited. Yeah, that, that's so true. And, and also I just want to share something too with maybe entrepreneurs listening or people that want to become entrepreneurs just to kind of give a good nugget right here, which is, you know, many times, you know, starting out might look a little bit um, difficult, down, daunting and overwhelming. But one of the things I've learned is just to stay true to myself, because if, your business is going to pretty much carry the character of the of the founder. You know, I wanted a solution that helps me to run my business in a simple way. So at the end of the day, after spending thousands of dollars with all the marketing people or the geniuses, bring all these opinions here and there. But the one I could sleep with at night was that okay, the business really made sense to my original heart, a only one solution, you know, and not just follow these different marketing things. So Sometimes as a founder, you know, you got to be true to yourself. You got to, uh, you got to, you know, you got to be yourself. You got to, you know, know your true heart, your true passion, because if you try to fake your business or fake to be who you're not, because yeah, it seemed like that would be the better strategy. It might work for a little bit, but it's not going to work long term, you know? Yeah. So five years from now, I want to be able to say, okay, this is who we are because that's who we are. And I have to remember, oh, who were we last week? Last week we were this Today, this week, we're that, right? So just be true to yourself. There are 7 billion. That's one of the thought process that helped me to, Jeff, was that there's 7 billion people on the planet. If I can get just 100,000 of them, <laughs> I'll be fine. Or even 1,000 yeah. of them, I'll be fine, right? So I just need enough people that see the solution that we're providing and not try to be this and that and then be who we're really not just to get temporal gain, you know? Yeah, no, that's that's to me, that's really critical because a lot of times, especially in the early startup phase, you're just grabbing it. Okay, somebody's going to offer me cash. Of course, we'll put in that feature. Of course, we'll do this. And you get so broad and so undefined. It's like, like you said, who are we at this point that if you can, yeah. even like you were saying, of, of saying, hey, yeah, we're going to, your focus or your vision was to have the all encompassing solution, not just one tool there, but still having that focus on that and not being, again, trying to be, be everything to everybody is, is really critical there honestly they're growing at any stage even at, at early stages but even still later on that a lot of times I'll, I'll look at companies and say they've got 10 different product lines and, and i look at it from a profitability standpoint and they don't even know which one's profitable they know the company's profitable overall but it's like you've gotten so wide you may have eight of those 10 that are losing money and if you don't know it but if you narrow down your focus and say okay where are we really good at that's where you're going to be able really 
do a significant time. I've seen 10x kind of returns on companies just narrowing down their focus and saying, okay, we're we don't need to be everything to everybody. We're going to be the best at this. It's um, I forget what the old adage or the the the, the story they talk about about the the amount of energy that the sun can put off, kind of a thing there. And worst case, yeah. you go outside and you get a sunburn. Versus if you do a a laser, real tight focus there, you can cut through steel or diamonds. And to me, that's one of the keys for especially smaller businesses. We don't have the enterprise level resources. We don't have the power of the sun. We, we've got to focus yeah. everything really tight and make sure we're getting the maximum return on it. Yeah. So tell us more a little bit about your current role. role. I know you'd mentioned that you're not necessarily the, the tech type. H- how did you, I was like, I think we said 23, 20 something employees right now with it. Yeah. So how did you, how did you kind of evolve into, I'm assuming you didn't run out the gate with that many employees. So how has that no, evolved over the last that- three or four years? Yeah, we started small. Uh, my very first hire was the uh, our CTO and chief technology officer, and uh, he's based out of Pakistan. He's, a, he's our chief developer, and then he was the one that really started putting the development team together. So out of that 23, we have about 15 engineers on staff, software engineers, developers. Uh, we have marketing team, SEO team, and um, branding team, customer support team. Uh, most of our tech staff is, all of our tech staff is outside of the USA. It's based out of Pakistan and India because we are bootstrapped, you know? Yeah. We can't afford <laughs> an engineer in San Francisco, right? So what I'll pay, what engineer in San Francisco, I'll pay my entire team outside the USA. So we have uh, all of that. Philippines, we also have staff in Philippines as well. But our marketing team is based in the USA. So what my role is as a CEO is to make sure everything works in the company. Also, too, I'm the face of the company, too. And I'm also focused on growth and strategic partnerships, exposure for the company. And also to funds, too, you know, making sure we I'm able to generate funds to keep the business going. So that's my everyday role right now. So what, what kind of challenges, obviously, we talked about uh the, the challenges with finding the right development team, but what kind of challenges did you run into of saying, okay, yeah, it's you and your CTO. We got to start hiring. We got to start growing or finding additional resources there. Was it, it, it sounds like some of the hires weren't necessarily the, the best ones right off. Of yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. We've had the, uh, some turnovers too, you know, uh, usually too, you have people too, where the guy we hired and it's cold. The code they wrote was so bad. Uh, we really, we, we lost some customers over it because one of the features it built was really very, very boggy. So we had to kick him out. So we had to go through some of that, but but we've, we've really had that blessing and favor of God really on the business that we've really had some really good people that are really passionate about Fonza. Like I literally beg my team sometimes to like, please take a day off, like go to sleep, you know? And, and, and you know, and these guys, people that could just, okay, I'm only giving you 40 hours a week, but they understand the vision for Vonza. They understand the passion. They understand what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to help entrepreneurs to keep their life, their business simple, right? And so it's, it's, it becomes a mission for them. So uh, many of our guys have to beg them, please get off Slack, get off our chatting mediums, get, take a day off and stuff like that. So, but we have to, uh, you know, initially we had some few, uh, you know, people that were not really up to par, really with what we're trying to do, or they wanted so much, you know, they, they could be paid more some other places than what we could do. But we've really generally just been blessed by just having some really good people so far. 
No, and I think that's really key, especially at the early stages when you can't necessarily afford to pay the San Francisco salary or whatever, but having everybody on board from a vision standpoint, from a, a mission kind of standpoint to say, yes, this is, we want to be part of this. We're not in this just for a paycheck because I've, we've had a couple of guests on that talk about outsourcing development, stuff like that. And if you don't have them really bought in, there's a challenge with that and that somebody else is going to come along and ask them or offer them a couple of dollars more kind of a thing there. And if they're only in it for the paycheck, then they're going to jump like that and, and leave you stranded there from a development standpoint. So the, the offshore, offshore can be challenging, but yeah, if you've got them, bought into the into the mission into the vision and that's that's really yeah critical more than anything from the higher perspective in my opinion yeah very true very true and um yeah we've we've got we've gone through some bad stuff too like the very first thing like i said earlier very first thing i hired they scammed me out of my money they couldn't deliver the job but with just that consistency and just kind of follow my intuition and the cto maybe this might help somebody trying to um trying to hire team oversee. Uh, it was, I, I used the, you know, one of those popular marketplaces and stuff. You know, it was really on me and I ignored him for maybe two months and he wouldn't stop. He just kept messaging me like, hey, trust me, give, it, give me a chance. I'm willing to work for free. So I saw his persistence and I saw that he was willing to work for free. So that told me something about his character. That wasn't just somebody that was just trying to get it, 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 it you know, get a, get a month, get some money, get it, you know, get a dollar or two. Somebody that really wanted to build something great, something cool. So uh, maybe that might help somebody out there. <clears throat> so when you're interviewing people and all they want to talk about is money, 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 how much you're going to pay them, what's your budget? They probably just deaf just for what they can get and not really trying to build long term with you. So I was looking for long term partners. And so uh, money was nice, primary thing. Just wanted to build something cool. Yeah. No, I see a lot of that because even, even in, in the States kind of a thing, if you look at job boards or things like that, most of the jobs are, can you do Java? Can you do CSS? Can wh Whatever the technical skills are. Can you do yeah. Word? Can you do whatever? It's like, okay, where's the the buy-in of the company? Where, where's the, the culture side? Because to me, a, a culture fit is you can teach yeah. skills. If, if you know how to program Java, well, we're writing in C or something like that. You can teach that right there. You can't necessarily teach the culture, teach the buy-in, teach the fit there. They've, they've really got to be bought into the overall mission of the company there. So really, really critical there. So you mentioned vision and stuff like that. Do you have a, a longer-term picture, a longer-term vision as to, okay, what's what What are we shooting for in five years yeah. and 10 years? Wow. Jeff, you are going to make me say something that I'm going to say for the first time. So my... My long-term vision is 10 years. I don't know. Maybe it might take longer time. I don't know. But I really feel like the tool we're providing should make Vonza become a $1 billion ARR company someday. That's a company that brings a billion dollars a year. Because we have so many tools we've built now. And we have some other tools we're going to be building soon that just makes it, that will really help us to grow and increase our customer base. So if you don't come for courses, you're probably going to come for a fintech product or you might come for this or that. So we're going to be able to serve hundreds and millions of customers because we offer such a wide range of services. So our long-term goal is to have a million customers, just like Shopify, and also to at least a billion dollars a year in revenue. So that's our long-term goal. Nice. And it's really... To me, because that's one reason I always ask that of, of businesses I'm talking to is that's your that's your long term picture that hopefully the rest of your team is buying into and saying yes we're yeah. gonna 
we're going to work to make this happen in, in 10 years or whether it takes 12 or something like that. But it's the it's the companies I talk to that basically are just looking at tomorrow. I, we're going we're to go get this next release out or we're going to go get this yeah. new market or whatever. It's like you don't have any direction at that point. I, I equate it to you're going to go run a race without having a timer or without having a finish line or anything. You're just you're out for a jog at that point. You're not really striving at something. So it's it's good to hear that you've got that and and no, perfectly fine with it. Nothing to nothing to be shy or ashamed or anything about right there. <laughs> go go publish it and, and make sure that the team's all on board with it, kind of a thing. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're trying to do. Try and work hard. We're try, working hard every day to serve our customers and to uh put the word out there to let people know what we do. And that's kind of one of our biggest challenge right now, you know, to really <clears throat> market excuse me market excuse me sorry to really market and take the word out there because just like in entrepreneurship if your customers don't know you exist they can't do business with you so yep. now we like our focus now is to like okay let's shout let's scream let's tell the world what we offer yeah no that's again to me one of the the unfortunate challenges of of online business these days is that used to be okay, you had to put up the storefront or whatever kind of a thing there. But these days, it's so easy to just throw up a, a website, throw up a business up there. But because of that, there's a million kind of things out and a million businesses out there. So how do you differentiate? How do you get that word out and that marketing out? And that's, you, you can have an incredible product, but if there's no visibility to it, then it it really doesn't matter at all. So it's it's one where I look at, it's like, okay, you got to lift the entire ship at once. You got to, it's great having a product for your operations side, but you got to have the sales and marketing figure out as well there. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think you're on it though. I think, I think you're really on it, you know, so just so excited and uh, persistence, you know, was on the key too for maybe an entrepreneur or, you know, people, someone listening to the podcast, you know, persistence, you know, I, I came to America with a hundred dollars to my name and a suitcase of clothes, you know, I've been homeless. I have had nothing about to sleep on gas stations, but I've, I've always been persistent and also try to look at a long-term game instead of just the short-term gain. And that's made a big difference as well. You know, because when I, whenever I come on podcasts, I always try to also give people like practical things, you know, nuggets that they can take with them and that can work for them, you know. So if you were to ask me, what's the number one thing that uh, my secret weapon, so to, so to speak, is just persistence and, and play, play the long-term game. No, and I, I think both of those are key because there's we, we look at business and we kind of glorify, especially the startup phases. Hey, you're going to go start up a new business. Congratulations. Great for you. It's like there's there's very little glory in, in startup. It's just it's persistence and survival. Hey, can we get through this? But even still, each new phase of business brings new challenges kind of a thing in terms yeah. of dealing with employees, dealing with structure, things like that. So it's it's having that persistence, but even still that to me, that goes back to the vision of saying having that long-term game, that long-term goal out there, because yeah, when you're, when you're just looking at it for tomorrow, yeah, there's going to be, <laughs> in this case, there's going to be a major pandemic, but there's going to be a, a storm or something come along. It's, it's never a, never a smooth ride, unfortunately, but no, it's, it's, I'd say one congratulations, but two, just the, the, the persistence of sticking with that because too many people, especially these days seem to, the first hurdle they come to is like, oh, I give up. This is not going to work or blame somebody else for it. And it, business really requires that persistence, that, that fight to say, yeah, we're going to push through this. We're going to, we're going to tackle this challenge and we're going to move on to the next one kind of a thing there and just keep moving with it. Yeah. 
Very, very true. So always like, like I said earlier, kind of, kind of wrapping up and, and you may have already kind of hit on it, but still, if you were to kind of look back and say, Hey, if I just, even two years ago or so with Von, uh, Vonza, I know you'd said you did some coaching and stuff before then, but what's kind of that one or two things, maybe if you can, if you can limit it to that, come to mind is to say, okay, if I had just tried this sooner, or if I had just done this sooner, things might've been a little bit easier on this, this path that I've been down. Has anything come to mind? Yes, uh, quite a few, but let me just uh, give like two or three, right? Number one uh, is, I think I also mentioned this earlier, was to, if I, if I, I would have just been more comfortable in my own skin better. Quite first, I wasted a lot of time trying to find a face for the company. Uh, you know, I'm African, I'm Nigerian, and there's not a lot of African-Americans, even Africans on doing tech in America. So I spent a lot of time trying to find you know, the perfect face, the perfect CEO and stuff like that. And that's time I could have put into really growing the company. But it was when I was like, okay, this is the founder of Bonza. This is what we do. Then people began to say, hey, I like your story. I like what you're doing. So let's connect with that. So number one, I would have stayed true to myself sooner. And number two, I think um, I'm kind of maturing now to, to more like be more uh, to kind of trust the process a little bit better because I was kind of a little bit stressed and anxious, anxiety over different things, you know. Uh, things would break sometimes. I remember first time get a bug in the system. I'm stressing out, you know. So, so I think my second thing would be I would have just kind of be more calmer, you know, just more calmer, enjoy the process a little bit better. A year ago, I was trying to, it was a marathon for me. But now I've grown so much and I'm seeing that it's not a marathon, it's a cross-country race, it's a long-term goal, long-term strategy. So now I'm more kind of relaxed, focused, but also to working as hard as I've always done. But now I've been that extra stress and anxiety on me. And maybe that might be something that might be useful to somebody listening to this podcast right now, that if you want to you know, grow a plant, you probably can grow in a few months, but if you want to grow a tree, it's going to take years. But no matter the difficulty you go through along the way, don't stop. Just keep working on what you're doing every day and keep working on yourself too. Because one of the things I also learned too was that my business cannot outgrow me. You know, yeah. so so the rate I grow is going to determine the rate the business will grow. So if I want the business to grow, I have to first grow me. So I've had to spend a lot of resources on personal coaching, masterminds, and stuff like that to help me to grow so that my personal capacity will be huge enough to carry the capacity of the business as a leader and the founder, you know. So that's some few tips, you know, that maybe might help somebody listening today. No, I like that, especially the the last one, because I, I heard somebody say at one point, OK, if you've got a five million dollar business, you've got a five million dollar system running that business that you can't run a hundred million dollar business on a five million dollar system kind of a thing. You've got to grow. You've got to keep building that system, build those those people underneath it if you're going to grow that business. So I I really like that that idea because I'm I'm the same way. I'm, I'm a huge reader. I'm always looking at different tools, different systems. It's, it's funny that I, I keep return, returning back to this on a lot of episodes, but I, I work with high school kids quite a bit. And to see their short term outlook to say, hey, all I got to do is get to graduation and I'm done or all I got to do is get through college. And I'm yeah. done. It's like you're just starting to learn here. Yeah, you, <laughs> you may not you, you may not need biology in the future, but the whole point of this course is to teach you how to learn how to teach yourself, because this doesn't end here. Then, the, then the, like you said, the 
the quicker it ends or the, the sooner you stop from that learning perspective, you're just putting a, a ceiling over yourself at that point saying, OK, I can't go any further than this. I can't grow any further. And that's not a way to run a successful business for sure. Very, very true. Very, very true. And and I, I hope they listen to you, too, because uh, <laughs> you you know, wonder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the moment anybody start learning, they start dying. Yeah. You know, so yeah, learning is a long term game is is a forever thing and then the more we learn and we apply what we learn the better we become definitely so so i really enjoyed the conversation if uh any of the listeners want to check out vonza and find some more out about you where's the where's the best place they can go find you thank you so much you know so vonza.com v-o-n-z-a uh, vonza.com is the place for our software and to uh know more about me uh you can go to my first and last name uiabraham.com but if you go to vonza.com and you go to the about page you're gonna see uh, other ways to get me as well gotcha and yeah we'll have all the links right here below the video so we'll They'll be ready. We'll get right to you right there. So I appreciate the time. Appreciate the story. It was, like I said, always different, always fun. So congratulations on the, the new company start here. And hopefully we'll see that, that billion dollar mark here pretty quick. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. Now you are the best in the game. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building to Scale podcast. If you would like to share your entrepreneurial business growth story, please visit buildingtoscale.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you do both us and our guest a favor and share it on your social media accounts? Don't forget to hit subscribe in your player so that you don't miss any future episodes and make sure to reach out to Jeff Chastain on any of the major social media networks or check us out at admentis.com. 